0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Greg Doherty and Jamie Murphy look set to be on their way out of Rangers As the Scottish Cup looms Patrick Klimala is ready to fight to be Celtic's top striker And Ibrox youngster Zach Rudden signs for Partick Thistle I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah, the transfer window's hotting up Gordon, you see there, Celtic spending £3.5 million yesterday on Klimala Rangers still trimming the squad, getting the wage bill down But I also think it's an... It's a process to free up wages to bring in that one special player that Stephen Gerrard is looking for sometime over the next uh, two weeks and we'll see a lot more movement and it's back. The big teams are back this weekend. William Hill Scottish Cup, some tasty ties and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the transfer window is hotting up for the big clubs but uh, clubs like myself, my head's sore buying it against a brick wall, <laughs> let me tell you. So, uh, yeah, if you've got a bit of money, uh, it's great. If you've got no money... It's a tough time, Gordon. We are, I think, Wednesday of this week. You can officially turn your attentions to the return of the the top flight teams in the Scottish Cup, Jim. It's one of the special mm-hmm. fixture cards of the season, really. It always stands out. You take your Dumbarton side to Aberdeen. There are various other fixtures in there that are really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think, as I said, but when you're with a smaller club, you know, that, that the, the players always look forward to it. I mean, one in the last tie, you know, I mean, that, that that's what they all look for. Obviously, mm. I know, like, uh, uh, you know, the, the lower league clubs, you know, everybody always looks to see, can they get the glamour tie? Obviously, Sunrara playing Rangers on Friday night gives them an unbelievable profile. I mean, extremely tough tie, as, as everybody would know that. But for those Sunrara players and for Stevie Fowler, the manager, said, on its own Scottish Cup tie against Rangers they might never get that opportunity yeah. again so it's a fantastic occasion even and if it's a daunting one the winter break serves a number of purposes Mark Guidi I know it's not everyone's cup of tea but in many ways you get the impression from social media from the phone calls it's a case of absence making the heart grow fonder it's almost like everyone is chomping at the bit if their team has yeah. been dormant for the last two weeks they're just desperate for some football oh, look, I, I, I like the winter break I've, I've always been a a fan of it There won't be a perfect Two or three week break To, to take But there for example There could have been A number of top flight games Off this weekend Or last weekend there uh, As was the case with the, with the lower leagues But I think It gives players that wee rest Whether they go to Dubai Or they go down to Lars But it, it's just It gives them A wee rest Gives them a week At this time of year That, that we all like um, Gives the referees A rest as well Gives the pitches A rest and gives the fans a chance I know some fans say yeah, but, but they cram in 8 or 9 games in, in, in December So it's defeating the purpose But I think it just gives the fans a chance as well In terms of their wallets Just to take a wee rest as well And because we've got such a, a league race on And we're getting back into the Scottish Cup this weekend As you said It whets the appetite Everybody's really getting going for it to get started In many ways The tie of the round you could argue Is East Kilbride against BSC Because it's two Lowland League sides And one of them is guaranteed to be in the Scottish Cup fifth round Just think what that could mean to either of those sides And I'm pleased to say after 7 o'clock We're going to be joined by both managers And we'll take a look at that And everything that goes along with that fascinating fixture this weekend But in the meantime 01419511025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's hear from you. This is your chance to have your say on everything that's going on regarding your team at the moment. Signings, lack of signings, players in, players out. You tell us. Get in touch on the phones or on Twitter. The news this afternoon is mostly centering around Rangers, but mostly about players heading to that exit. Mm -hmm. So Greg Doherty and Jamie Murphy 
Potentially set for loans to Sunderland And Burton Albion respectively Rangers fans what do you make of that 01419511025 In terms of the names Mark I don't think that's much of a surprise Guys that no, haven't they, had they, they much game time play football uh, You know Greg Doherty had a very successful loan at Shrewsbury Town last season Made a good name for himself down south I think he picked up the Shrewsbury Player of the Year uh, awards and the, the, the big FA Cup tie um, as well. So I've always liked Greg Dorf. I've said in this show often enough when he back playing with with Hamilton Ackies, good young midfielder. I think eventually he will make an impact at Rangers, but I think it's right that he goes out. Sunderland, massive club, chance to go and help them make promotion into the Championship for Jamie Murphy. Always a top player, really really unlucky uh, with a serious injury he got at Rangers, but going down to Burton Albion, Nigel Clough again. You know I think it's a it's a good move. Uh, for the guys and, and you can see why Rangers Want to do it as well If it frees up some, some money for so them So you don't think This is necessarily The end of the road For, for Greg Doherty then Because sometimes That's the, the conclusion People jump to When they see a, another loan No I don't I don't think so Because he's He's young now Unless he does really well In Sunderland Or another English club Come in and say you know, we'll, we'll give you Two million quid Or something for him In the summer If he does well Or, or, or whatever means I might think Well it's decent money And we'll let him go But no I think From the Greg Doherty I remember the talent that he has, the age that he's at, Rangers as his club, then you know, I, I would think that he would be back there in the summer ready to go and try and make a go of it. Loans can work both ways, Jim. Yes, it can be a sign that you are heading out of a club or if you are Ryan Christie, for instance. And I just use that example yeah. because it's the most high-profile one recently. It, it can be the springboard to come back in and kick, so, kick yeah, start be. yourself you, at you the current club. You need to break club. someone along the line. We, we, we speak many times about the Ryan Christie situation, you know, the, the, the players that Celtic had on that day and then get injured and he gets the opportunity against Hearts and, and, and then his, his career's completely transformed. I, I, I disagree with him. I, I, I don't see it happening for Greg Dockery. I just think there's there's been plenty of opportunities um, in the sense of being there long enough under, although being there alone, but the opportunities for, for, for Stephen Gerrard to bring him back. So I just don't mm. see that happening. Um, and again, if you look um, with Jamie Murphy, he's got a good and play. Um, but Rangers in, in recent years have, have, have moved on. Young players like Ryan Hardy, Zach Rudden, Rudden just away to Partick Thistle. So I see Greg Docker. Yeah, if he goes to Sunderland, they may well buy him if, if, if they get into the playoffs or get a chance to get promoted. But I just, I'd be majorly surprised if, if, if he could make an impact as a Rangers player. Even though I like him, I'm with Mark, I think he's a terrific young player. But you need an opening, you need you need a pathway. And I just don't think there is one at this moment in time. And I don't think there will be one in in the short to medium uh, Rangers term. have got to, uh, listen, first and foremost, they've got to win games of football. They've got to be successful. That's what Stephen Gerrard needs to do to keep his job. But there's also got to be a pathway created at the club, Duff, you know. And I normally say you just create it for the sake of creating it. But you look at what Celtic have created, you look at Rangers, your Alan McGregor's, your Alan Hutton's, your Barry Ferguson's, brilliant players for the club, made them a lot of money in transfer fees as well, but you're maybe going back 10, 15, 20 years ago. So Rangers, as much as they need to try and be successful, and they do, but they also need to create that identity of allowing their players to, to be given a chance. OK, two ways for you to get in touch tonight The first one is the traditional method on the phone 01419511025 And if you would rather tweet We'll take that as well At Clyde SSB James is in Paisley First up tonight He is a Rangers fan What do you make of today's news, James? Uh, aye, well We'll see what happens with the boy But uh, that's all, all good and well A bit of, uh, a bit of training up for him I can't really see him getting into the team now So 
Ah yes, good news. Is it, well, the guys have been sort of debating there. They're a bit split on it. Mark thinks that Greg Doherty could actually go benefit, come back, and have an impact at Rangers. Jim thinks possibly not. What's your own take on it? I don't really see Greg Doherty getting into the team now because Ryan Jack and Kamara, who is the position that Doherty would be playing in, are playing out their skin now, and their mainstays in the team. But. I really do see Greg Doherty has been one for the future and I actually see him as a possible Rangers captain in the future because the boy's that good any time I've seen him play he's never he's never let us down you know uh, so I think the mayor the mayor gets to play with big teams and gets a wee bit more experience about him he's definitely definitely one for the future aye uh, I wouldn't like to see him go on a permanent deal that's for sure What about generally in that area of the pitch Jim um because teams always want to carry a bit of strength and depth if they can. Rangers will have moved on Andy King and presumably Greg Doherty from that area. Does that mean they need to get someone else or were they carrying so many in that area that that will be left alone? Yeah, well, Scott Arfield's dropped into that midfield row as well. You've got Stephen Davis, you've got Joe Aribo, um, you know, you've got Kamara, you've got Jack. You know, there's plenty yeah, of options enough, in there. It? You know, and and I I think you know there's probably one or two others as well. I know Edmondson can go in as a holding midfield if required, although he's a centre back. So there there are players. Andy Howardy, as far as I know, is still there. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a, there's still a number of players there, uh, and amongst wingers who they still have at the club, that, that Barker and Stewart and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think they've got they've got enough in there, and um, like Mark said. Losing a few from the wages and freeing up some. Listen, they won't all be taken care of. There'll be a percentage of the wages, but you know, reducing that will definitely help if Stephen Gerrard finds that one player that he spoke about that might come in and make an impact. It's not the be all and end all, Mark, but sometimes it is interesting to look at which club a loan player goes to. Sunderland are a massive club, particularly in that division. Maybe yeah. you just get that, you know, if you're choosing between them and say another smaller League One club, you don't get that same. Pressure to win every week Playing yeah. in front of a big crowd so Even that type of thing Might just play into the equation it Might benefit the player Aye, Well because see, he's got League One experience From, from doing very very well With Shrewsbury Town um, Last season for the full year Greg Doherty So Going to Sunderland Playing in front of you know, I think they're 7th in the table now Burton Albin Who Jamie Murphy's Probably going to on 6th in the table So you know Potentially As we get into the second half of the season If Sunderland are still Up in that position You're potentially playing in front of 40,000 um, Every week And for me that won't phase a player uh, such as Greg Doherty So I think those reasons you mentioned too Won't do him any harm at all And uh, you know if you think sink, Is it a sink or swim situation from I think he'll come out of it swimming I don't see him get under I think he'll do really well James this focus on moving players out And perhaps creating a bit of freedom With regards to the wages I don't know the exact arrangement Rangers will probably still pick up A, a portion of the wage You can imagine though it being with a view To Rangers adding Adding something what, what would you like to see them add With these players Going out the door James I'd definitely I'd like to see them Break the bank For Long Shankland Right now Because Inevitably In the summer We're going to be moving Alfredo on For big money And I think If we've got Long Shankland in For say 2 million It's good money For Dundee United They would snap their hand After 2 million And if we get West Bandit About 10-15 million For Fredo In the summer Then it's, uh, it's Pennies At the end of the day and Lawrence Shankland, I see him as a, a Chris Boyd type character, a proven goal scorer who will score goals for years to come. And if he learns after the best through, after Fredo and after uh, Jermaine Defoe for the next six months, 
they'll be a better player at the end of the six months and if he gets in and out of the team maybe in a cup or whatever uh, or substitute, substitute appearances in the league for, for home and dry uh, all the best for him but mm. I think we'll take him the news because we won't, we won't get him in the summer that's for sure Jim this stuff won't go away until such times as Lauren Shanklin stops banging in goals at a ridiculous rate you got another three at the weekend yep. we get fans of Celtic and Rangers and, and others on here saying wish we could sign him yeah, I mean, listen, the goal scorers, as James has just said there, you know, they're few and far between and it all depends and again on the type of strikers. We, You know, we had this debate last week about players who do a lot of work in terms of the link-up play and the work ethic and running into channels and putting the vendors. But, but Shanks is a, is a penalty box player. He, he comes alive in and around the penalty box. And, uh, you know, I think if, if any of the top clubs sign him, I think with the chances they create, he will definitely score goals. And I think he's matured. I think he's learned. Um, and, and it would would you pay two million from Jim? The, 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 James yeah, has just yeah, mentioned two million. Fee. Is yeah. that is that yeah, a bit think, of ballpark I, figure? Yeah, I think I think that's fair enough. I yeah. think that uh, you know again, it, they might not have to pay as much as that. They might be add-ons if he plays so many games, if successful, etc. But certainly, if you if if you know if if you look at you know what he's achieved over the last three seasons, his goal record is mm. exceptional. But he's still to prove it at the top level because they've been in the, ch- the division one. And then two seasons in the championship, so he's still got to do it at the top level. So I think there there might be, you know, let's just say a million pound guaranteed in the rest on add-ons. But uh, to me, a, a big club is absolutely worth the risk. Um, I, I think it's only minimal risk anyway because I think he will score goals. But whether he's a regular player would obviously depend on how how he could develop. The thing would be, Mark Weedy, you would imagine he's right under everyone's nose. Our big clubs. Have and will have watched him numerous times So if yeah. if, they're, if they're not going to go for it It will be for good reason It won't be because they're not aware of You know, you know the goal scoring It's not like he's someone who's out of sight at the moment Everyone knows exactly what he's doing well, I, I, I know for sure that, that last season Rangers had a wee think about him When he was at Ed United Bearing in mind that they could, they could have picked him up For nothing So they had a wee thought But you look at the progression So he's at Ed United The great respect The good club Do you have the McCall He's then got up with Dundee United. We're talking about, you know, um, Greg Dockett playing in front of 40,000 at Sun. So he's gone from playing in front of, you know, three or 4,000 at Ed United to playing now in front of 10, 12, 14,000 at Tannadice with the expectation level of scoring goals to get the team up. Now he's pretty much helped get the team up already, barring an almighty crash. Dundee United are, are, are up and back into flight. And I think pretty much all of us would regard Dundee United as a Premiership club anyway. So. I think that if he's not signed the now, because both Rangers and Celtic can afford them, the greatest respect, they can just go and get him the now if they want. It means they don't think he's quite good enough for them. But for me, Lorne Shanklin would be for either. And I'm not saying he's going to go and sign for Rangers or Celtic and score 25 goals in the top flight, but he's now a Scotland player. He's played for Scotland. He's scored for Scotland. He, he's in and in, in his own form. You know, if you compare him to, if you say, bring him in as a backup striker. Well, for various reasons, he contributed more and done more in the past year than what Lee Griffiths has. It's because like Lee Griffiths hasn't played. So when you look at things like that, people say, oh, Lauren Shankly's only championship. Oh, but he's got something to offer. I think he deserves a, a crack at the top flight. And if he's going to get there, it's only Celtic or Rangers that can afford to buy him from United. James, hang on the line and we'll get your thoughts on this. Stranraer legend Frank McEwen says they need to believe they can get that result against Rangers on Friday. Part of the coaching staff now and believes Stephen Gerrard's side are playing the best football in the country at the moment. For me, Rangers are playing the best football in Scotland just now, and it's just going to be a huge task. It's going to be a huge task, and we'll do everything we can to stop them. Surprises happen. We always say that in these sort of rounds, there's one shock. Every cup round, there's one shock where people can't believe it. So what's the chances of us 
very, very slim, but that's what the cup's all about, isn't it? I think when we played Rangers the last day, uh, you know, the, the famous result was the Boxing Day, one each result. I think Rangers had won something like 23, 24 games in a row, and maybe just that day they took the foot off the gas and thought, you know, yeah, and you know we kind of spoiled the party in the 94th minute or whatever it was so they might have eyes elsewhere but I'd very much doubt it I think they've, they're very professional in what they do they've been away at training camp stuff like that but for us we'll prepare right we have done you know for every other game this season uh, and we'll do the same on Friday night we've got the second third lowest budget in Scotland you know TV money all that sort of stuff is massive it'll keep this club going for two or three years solely on the one game you know, so that's absolutely huge. It's absolutely huge, and you know, we'll thank Rangers for having us on Friday night, and and the money that will bring in is is absolutely massive. It feels like a long time, James, since we previewed a game involving a top flight side, but this is Wednesday. Rangers are back at Ibrox on Friday. I take it you're expecting a straightforward evening. I think you're, even your man there is expecting a, a straightforward evening. Uh, Rangers have put a full strength squad. To, Dying to get back playing football. We've got another week until our, our, our next game. I think Stephen Gerrard with the boys will be champing at the back to get out on Friday night. And I, I don't think Stranraer will really get much of a chance. I mean, I don't think anyone would be offended at that assessment, Jim. You can, you can clearly see why. Something about what James said about the strongest team. Is is that the way you think Stephen Gerrard will approach it? Well, you've had a couple of weeks. We've been in Dubai and therefore everybody's ready to go. Or can you afford to use it and give one or two even longer? And, and yeah. introduce some guys who don't we don't usually see. Yeah, I mean Rangers can afford to to use their squad if 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 Stephen Gerrard so wishes. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think there'd, there'd be any concern from Rangers. Um, you know, if if uh, if he decides to go along that way and give one or two a little bit more of a break, I mean, he he's got to look at the, his squad and maybe see who he feels maybe just needs a little bit more of a breather. And if he does, then whatever <laughs> squad or whatever players he plays. You know, will be very, very strong, and uh, they're all trying to to show that they want to be part of this challenge for the title and the running in the second half of the season. I mean, Frank, I know Frank obviously very well, and uh, Mister Rad guys, and you know, the, the Stevie, the manager, Stevie Farrell. It's such a tough game, you know. I mean, what can you do when you're with Shunra? He said, you know, you've got boys who are earning. You can even say a hundredth of what the Rangers team players are in. It's it's the the gulf is so astronomical in terms of resources and budgets. It's a it's a monumental task. And you, you know, don't even have that, you know, no, home advantage. Get no, them to our place. No, difficult conditions. You've got the big you know, pitch. Kind of stuff. Yeah, everything. I mean, as I said, my Barton team got up to Aberdeen as well. It's, it's it's so difficult because you know you're going to be. Pretty much dominated, you know, by, by the game of the, the possession. What you don't want your do, your players to do is freeze in the occasion. Mm. So, yeah, you will be saying to them, "This is a, a chance. Maybe, a, maybe you only, the only chance you might get in your career to play at this venue with this amount of people there with the spotlight on you. Do yourself justice." That's all Stranraer can ask. James and Paisley, thank you very much for the call. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're going to get some travel with Stephen. And then stay right there because we're going to get the thoughts of Celtic's new signing Patrick Clamalla. He's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy's here, Mark Guidi is alongside him, and they're waiting for you to give us a call. 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. 
Let's see what you're making of the transfer window at the moment A slow start, I think we would accept that You sometimes get it in January But we are closing in on the return of the top flight clubs The Scottish Cup comes back on Friday night Spread across Saturday and Sunday as well So some great fixture to look forward to Let's hear from you on the phones or on Twitter At Clyde SSB The one major signing for the top flight And I use that word not because I am Making assessments on the player I'm talking about the fee And the clubs that arrive at Last night when I said that I said it was the, oh, b- the first big signing of yeah. the window And then tweets coming in I can't believe Clyde Super I'm trying to spin this as being a big He's three and a half million mm. quid He's here for That's that's all I mean It's big for Scottish football I'll leave, I'll leave the rest is that, up to Is you. that where we are now is it? Is sort that of. the stage we're at? Um, but anyway Patrick Clamalla says He's ready to fight to be Celtic's top striker If you missed it yesterday It's a four and a half year deal for the 21 year old He was speaking today Albeit through a translator uh, He told us he's slowly but surely getting to know his new teammates. He's not expected to be in the first team after three days of being here. He would love to be in the first team. However, he's going to do his best to fight his place in the, in the main team, in the first team. The only player he knew before he came to Celtic was Scott Brown. Uh, however, after the, the training, uh, the recent training, he said that the team that he's going to be playing with is, is really good. And the boys surrounding him are a decent guys. He's he's ready. He's ready for 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 a fight in the, the players in the team. Uh, he came here obviously to get the first place uh, in the team. He's however he's ready to play alongside all the players. Uh, if end of the day is a coach decision, who's who's playing? Celtic fans are going to see the player who's, who's came here to score a lot of the goals. That's what he's 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 planning to do, and he wants to bring a lot of happiness to the guys. I don't know if you can read too much into it Mark Guidi In terms of the likelihood he features against Partick Thistle But I think the opening line there was Not expecting to Because it's just a couple of days on Which is I don't know if that goes down as a shame Because sometimes these Scottish Cup ties are an ideal time to, To bed in new players It doesn't always work But I remember this time last year did Celtic play Airdrie on the Saturday night? Similar kickoff time. I think we saw Oliver Bark and Timothy Weah, guys like that, guys who had come in, and it's an it can be a good fixture to make your debut in. I I, I would um, if he shows up in today's Wednesday, you get two more training sessions to go. If he looks there and he said, yeah, get him on the bench. Um, why not? Uh, a lot depends for me. A lot depends on on Lee Griffiths. Um, what light he is What light his fitness is I mean his fitness Hasn't been anywhere near Acceptable to play You know Regular first team people For obvious reasons I'm not being critical of him For that But I would be surprised Bearing in mind The little that we've seen Of Lee Griffiths I would be surprised If Klamala isn't in a better place Fitness wise To go and um, Be the second striker To be the first backup To uh, Odson Edward And if that is the case Then I think Celtic And for Lee Griffiths they would need to think about being a, a partner of the ways uh, during this window because Lee Griffiths only want to be number three striker. Uh, he has to get out. You know, bear in mind he's got an international chance as well in the next five months. So um, I think he would have to go if Klamala is up to it. And like I say, bear in mind the little I've seen of Lee Griffiths, then I would expect Klamala to be in a better place ready to go and push Edward more than Lee Griffiths. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a difficult one when you bring in a new player. I mean, how quickly he settles, you know, he gets adapted to the, the style of football, you know, the, the, the you know intensity of the football, the expectations. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an ideal opportunity to get him involved as quickly as possible. I mean, the quicker you get him in the team and, and get him, you know, get, give him a taste of it, then the quicker he adapts. 
Um, but you know, yeah. I mean, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago be a big um, break. Uh, you know, the the winter break could be big for for Lee Griffiths, just in the sense of, you know, can he find that extra fitness? Can he get himself working and get himself up to speed to put down that challenge? So I think we'll see that um, whether that's been the case or not over the next week or ten days. And if he hasn't done, then. I'm sure there'll still be a number mm. of clubs wanting to take him because, you know, he is an exceptional goal scorer and a very good player. But sometimes your time just um, is up at a certain club and it, it, we'll have to wait and see whether that's the case for him at Celtic. That's the first time we've heard from Patrick Clamalla. So what did you make of what he had to say or what his translator had to say? Give us a call 0141 951 1025. This is the perfect time to get your thoughts into us. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. You two will be blissfully unaware of this perhaps Because you don't do the whole social media scene mm-hmm. You're both old school At this time last night Lee Griffiths put up a sort of picture of him with his fingers and his ears As if to say sort of blocking out the noise, the noise. type thing uh, And then minutes later the, the entire Twitter account was deleted That's it His gone. Twitter account, His Twitter account deleted okay. um, I don't know what you what you read into that If anything the only thing it, I was what I read into it is thank goodness I'm not on it. That's what I read into it. It's perfect. My, my, my decision has been totally justified. This isn't this stuff's important in the Twitter world, let me right, assure okay. you. Um on a more serious note though, if there is availability there, clubs will have asked that question already. Because again, sort of similar to what I said about Lauren Shankland, he's he's right there, he's right under your nose. Every single club in Scotland's top flight knows exactly what he's capable of in that division. Surely the question's been asked already more yeah. than once. Yeah, and they will also do their homework. And if you want to get league, I mean, I don't know what he earns at Celtic, but let's say somewhere between fifteen and twenty thousand pounds a week. Now, there'll only be a handful of clubs that can afford to to pay even a fraction of that. So let's say Celtic are willing to let him go for three grand a week, you know, to, to, towards his wages. That's fine. But clubs, regardless who you are, whether it's Aberdeen or Hibs or Sunderland or whoever it may be, they're only going to pay that if they think he's actually ready to come in. They're not going to bring him in. Just to have him training a few times a week, they're only going to pay that if they actually think, "Hey, are you ready? I want to sit. I want to sit down and look you in the eye," because he's not played any regular football for fourteen or fifteen months now. So yes, Lee Griffiths is a fantastic talent, but at the moment, he's got to be considered a massive gamble. I wonder, Jim, and you'll know more about this and that sort of managerial mindset. Will there be managers out there though that say, "Well, there's a good chance that an eighty percent Lee Griffiths mm-hmm. is better than what we've got." Yeah, of course. I mean, he, he's, his record speaks for itself. And as they say, they might say, well, look, if he can play 70 minutes for me and make such an impact in that 70 minutes, I'm not worried about if he's not fit enough to go and, you know, do all the other side of it. You know, maybe with the same intensity, maybe they were the same the same responsibilities he would have at Celtic. Then, yeah, of course. Yeah, but that, that, that is my point, Gordon. That is the key question. Mm-hmm. That, listen, if he's ready, then great, mm-hmm. take him all day long. Mm-hmm. But is he ready? Yeah. There's no evidence in the past 14 months to yeah. suggest that he is ready. That's yeah. my question. Yeah. Now, he might have been trained superbly well in Dubai. I don't know. We'll get an update from Neil Lennon when he does his press, whether it's tomorrow or Friday. But at the moment, you're saying, and, and for me, it's a real shame, and we know that the problems that, that he's had. But you want to see league, a, a proper Lee Griffiths being fit and available Whether it's to go and do it at Celtic again or go somewhere else But also do it for his country uh, Scott's a Celtic fan on the line What about the current makeup of Celtic's striking options Scott? We just heard from Patrick Clamalla for the very first time How do you see that department at the moment at your club? Um, uh, Lee, Lee Griffiths has been a great player since he signed Since uh, Neil Lennon signed him for us um, especially season, the, the season where he was really extremely prolific under Ronnie Dyla, who scored 40 goals. Um, I, love, I love Lee as a player because he, he gives you 
he really his heart in the sleeve type thing and every every fan appreciates the guy that, that sort of player you always, you're always probably prepared to forgive them a wee bit when when you get that sort of effort out of them um, my problem with Lee is now that's now 14 months and he's now he's contributed nothing to the team absolutely nothing when he's came on he's looked I don't know if he's looked fit he certainly doesn't look sharp but he's, he's come on he's fit enough but it's not as if he was out with like a, a cruciate ligament injury or a or a leg break or something like that we're talking about a mental thing um, that's I, I don't really know where you go with Lee I think Lee needs games but we can't just afford to throw him in just and let him get, get games if you know what I mean he needs to be coming in and scoring goals and I don't know if he's He's sharp enough to do that just now Yeah maybe that's And that's where you do Have to cut the player some slack Jim This is the same for any player as well How can a player look At their maximum sharpness If they're not playing But then you can say Well they're not going to play Unless they look You know it's it's that sort of Yeah but no one knows The the level of uh, mental health issues That he may well have had exactly And these things don't disappear Within a week or two Sometimes they're there forever Just people have Managed to cope with them better You know they don't just go away so we don't know all this. So I mean, a time scale I think is unfair to say. Oh well, he's had a year or he's had eighteen months, whatever. I'm to be. If you've got issues, but those issues might be, always be there. So I said, it's just how you manage them and how you cope with them. But take all that aside, you know, as a footballer, and Neil Lennon's then got to pick someone being fit and ready, whether that's mentally, physically, or co- a combination, and for whatever combinations, that's not been the case for for, for Lee Griffiths, and and obviously with the new signing, and also. The fact that they were desperate to get someone in and, and, and that was their key, that was their number one mm. priority, I think that tells you that he's not ready to play. So for me, I think he has to go on loan. And I think even, you know, as we discussed with Matt there, yeah, of course there are doubts, but I still think people will want Lee Griffiths and I think they'll be prepared to pay a decent amount of money to take that risk. Because if it pays off, then whatever club he goes to is pretty much guaranteed goals. There, yeah, of course there's a risk, but listen, there's a risk in everything in football. You can get a guy who's you know left, you know 100 in in every capacity. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't click. But I think um, whoever takes Lee Griffiths, and I think there will be a number of clubs wanting him. I think we'll, we'll be prepared to take that risk. Scott, we go through the same scenario every transfer window. We keep hearing that players need time to settle in. We then hear straight away that you don't get time in Glasgow, especially at Celtic and Rangers. So does this seem like an ideal chance to? Put Patrick Clamalla straight in and try and get him up to speed, or are you happy to see him in the future weeks? Firstly, Jim, I wasn't I wasn't advocating that enough's enough. We we, we got a that's not what I was meaning, mate. I was just meaning we're in the middle we're in the middle of a title race just now, mm-hmm. and we really can't afford to have passengers. If Lee's not up there, mm-hmm. then he needs to go away somewhere and find maybe maybe a hubs as you say somewhere where he knows he's going to be liked. He's going to have the fans behind him, and he's not going to have the same sort of pressure and pushing for. For like obviously Europa League, the Scottish Cup, and the league. Mm-hmm. So I, I, in no way was I trying to say, "Oh, I'm fed up." I'm just saying that 14 months is a long time mm-hmm. not to have played a competitive, a, a full competitive 90 minutes, and then expect me to get back into it. So that was my. That no, was no, my no, sort of no I, did, I didn't think for one minute you, you were suggesting that you know anything to do with it. I'm just saying to you that I was only making the point that. Some, sometimes there's no time scale That's the, the point I was trying to make There isn't a time scale You can't just say Not you personally Just generally mm. um, We can't just give a, a time scale For certain situations But You know again I Whether Hibs could afford the, 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 the percentage of transfer fee marks could, You could be 3,000, 5,000 Who knows But I just I still think there will be clubs 
prepared to take the risk. But I, I agree with you in one aspect that maybe the time has is, is, is come for, for Celtic to, to try and look at alternatives. And I think they have done that with the sign of Clamalla. You want to come back in, Scott? Yeah, um, I, I, originally I phoned up, it wasn't really about Lee Griffiths, it was actually about the number of games um, that have been fitted into the next two to stroke three weeks and the number of games that was fitted in in Christmas. Um, I think Rangers played seven league games um, on the lead-up to the, the 29th and I think we're going to play the exact same amount on the lead from, obviously, when we come back after the, the break. My issue with it is, why do they need to play seven away games out of nine? Why can they not? Why can the fixture calendars not have maybe two games away from home, then you've got a home game, maybe one game, two games at home, then an away game? It seems to be there seems to there seems to be this. Oh, we've got to have four out of the next five games away from home. I mean, there's only two clubs in Glasgow. I'm, I'm talking about the Glasgow clubs, obviously, extensively. There's only two big clubs in Glasgow that's going to have games every other week. Surely they can do it better because all they're doing. Is, I've spent over two hundred pounds. In the last ten days, for tickets for games that are in the next, within the next two weeks or so, it's just it's killing people going to the games. I don't think that they look at this and think. I mean, they're running up to Christmas. It was bad enough. Is one of Celtic's away games not a rearranged game though? Scott, yeah, for example, I, you know, I was going to say when you get like, when so you get that run like that, if you, if you talk about seven out of nine or five out of seven, it, that is a lot. Scott's absolutely right, and and it mm. sounds like a lot, but the problem is it only takes. A fixture at a key time within that to be swapped or to be rearranged, and that's when you then get a run which you wouldn't bl- you wouldn't blink an eye at turning mm-hmm. into something you think well, that's, that, that's quite the run, and that's all it takes because Celtic and Rangers get to semi finals of the League Cup, so that's a yeah. a game that needs the rearranged. Final. They then get to the final, that's another game that needs rearranged. Yeah. You you stick them in at a certain point, and all of a sudden it really skews the run of either home or away fixtures. So your point, your point, Scott, you and, and I agree with you. It, it, it's hard in the pocket Is that your main point In terms of that su- Supporting the club It's hard in the pocket Is that your main point it's, mm-hmm. she, 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 she nowadays Mark And obviously These guys maybe Are no problem to this But at Celtic Celtic Rangers Basically If, you, if you're lucky enough To be able to get to the games And you've been a long standing Celtic fan or Rangers fan And you get You get yourself Basically what call is, You get to a level Where you're going to get an offer If you only get 2,000 tickets there's going to be you're going to be one of the ones that's got an offer. Uh-huh. Um, if you miss out on that offer, if I decided that I can't afford to go to Hamilton this week, you're done to the bottom of the queue. I drop out of that. I don't. I, exactly. Right. Basically, that's it. Yeah. So you, you don't have any choice. I mean, I've been following Celtic for a long time, and I take to miss out and going to a game for a second of twenty five quid. But I'm, I'm maybe in the lucky side. I'm, I don't have a lot of expenses out the way as uh-huh. other people do have. Yeah. But I just think it's at this time of the year after Christmas. We're asking guys to They asked us to go to nine games in, Christ, in December And now it's seven games within three weeks or so Something Just think it's, it's getting to the stages now Surely there's a better way of doing it Instead of having five away games out of seven Surely there's a better It is a lot Scott I, I would never argue that It really is a lot And sympathise Because following your team costs an unbelievable amount of money So we are fully behind you on that But just to try and if you look at Celtic's fixtures, for instance, mm. so Partick is away because that's the, that's that was the draw. That was yeah. the draw of the cup. If you if you were to take that mm. out, it would be it, it should have been away to Kilmarnock, home to Ross County, away to Hamilton. But unfortunately, there's a rearranged St Johnson game gets stuck in before yeah. that, and that's when it then skews everything. But like I say, Scott, you definitely have my sympathy. It is not cheap at all. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is the ideal time to get your call in because we're going to get some travel with Stephen, and we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's not only on the phones, you can get in touch, you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. John Streletsky's on, he says, I look like we Rangers are trimming the wage bill. I feel we need one or two players who can genuinely push for a start. They must value the club, must be valued to the club, sorry. Uh, however, I have complete trust in Stevie G and the coaching team and our board to be ready in the second half of the season. Is that the challenge for... Rangers this season and, and Celtic to an extent Jim and, and Celtic have been here in the past It's not always easy To sign someone who Automatically goes into that starting 11 And makes you better That's just really difficult to come by Yeah I mean if you're going to just look If you talk take Rangers for instance Then you look through each individual player Of your, of your strongest starting 11 right? And then you've got to say right, Is there somebody better You know, Is there somebody better That we can afford That's available all these things And it's, it's unlikely That that'll be the case But what you can sometimes find Is someone who can give you Something a little bit different So for, for instance Rangers might think We don't have a tall striker You know like a target man striker Six foot two Six foot four So is that something That Stephen Gerrard would look at I mean, th- That's the type of thing You might look at It might not be as good as Defoe Or as good as Morelos But he gives you something different If a team's sitting back You can't break them down can we get it away? Can we get it in the box? Can we play? You know, so there may there may be something like mm. that you look at rather than just a, just another option for midfield or another option at centre back. For instance, it's maybe a different type. And I'm not saying Rangers need that or would want that. I'm just giving an example of the type of things they might look at. Or, mm. and, and and similar to all the various clubs, you know, Celtic have went down a. A route of, of, of getting a young player in Is it 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know And again the, That's something They've done in the past Where they've looked at Obviously Dembele Edward Klamala now Obviously Bayo was one That's not quite clicked But that that's the kind of The route the, the, they've went down Is maybe looking at Potential and development And again That might be something Rangers might look at as well Might look at try, Can we get a young mm. player in Bed them into the way of thinking for the next two or three seasons, and that's there's another option they might they might get into. I'm not I'm not saying it has happened, Mark, because I don't, I don't know I'm not qualified to make that assessment. But it's worth bearing in mind that our clubs, all clubs, but particularly our big two, because of the unique setup of our league with with the two clubs, you know, far bigger resources. There is a there's a ceiling to an extent. Maybe that's the wrong word, but it sounds very negative. But there does become a point where you can't just keep signing players that are definitely better than the ones you've got because the, the money and then the wages that that comes with that is it becomes difficult. Actually, the more no, successful you are. No, it's, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, for example, if Rangers sell Morelos in the summer, you know, and let's say they get for talking sake, they get twenty million quid. Are they going to go and bring in another £20 million striker? No, because that's not the business model. They've bought them for one, mm-hmm. they've sold for 20. So they might go and spend five or six. And you could easily spend four. six million yeah. on a guy that doesn't score as many yeah, as the one million exactly. pound. Man. So it's that so it's like, you know, Kieran Tierney at Celtic sold him for 25. Are you going to replace light with light? No, you're no, you're going to get somebody inferior, but they hope mm-hmm. that somebody's still very able. Mm-hmm. So you go and do that. So yeah, that that that's the way it is. It's not like you know, Celtic Celtic will sell Edward in the summer for twenty million, they'll go and buy somebody at twenty five. That's not going to happen. Yeah, but they've also got to look at the, you, you mentioned there the, the the players, but it's also beneath the first team. You know, the clubs have got to look and see the potential of their young mm-hmm. players, the reserves, if you want to call it that. It used to be the old old word but the development squad, all these kind of young players as well. You know, when you're looking to bring in a player, so for instance, Klamala, Celtic's got to look and say, right, what do we have beneath the first team? And if they don't think someone's quite ready in that position yeah. to come in, then you're getting by. But there's that aspect to look at as well. It's the overall picture you've got to look at. Let's speak to Jamie and Barkin. What's on your mind tonight, Jamie? Hi, good evening, panel. How are you doing? Hi, Jamie. Jamie. Hey, Jamie. 
Aye, I tell you what it is. Um, I'll, I'll start off by saying I'm a Lee Griffiths fan. Um, but what it is is um, the average player in the EPL, and I presume it was very similar to the SPL or the ESPL, is uh, they cover a kind of distance of average of like 10.5 clicks for kilometres per game. And I would imagine um, the average man can do 10 kilometres on a treadmill or out in the street a day and recover well and probably do the same again tomorrow. So why is it taking 14 months or whatever to save um, I know that there's other, definitely other variables involved, but where, where is this fitness? When's it, when's it going to kick in? Because uh, I would like to see him get a chance to come back uh, to back to where he was because I believe he's the best goal scorer in Scotland, to be honest with you. If he was on his game, but how long does it really take to get matched? But it's maybe a question then, just with a few, with a few facts thrown in. Well, it's just that's just too simple, Jim, isn't it? Because there there is no time frame. If Lee Griffiths was out with a purely physical mm-hmm. issue, then you you would be able to maybe move towards mm-hmm. that assessment, even though everyone's different. Mm-hmm. But he's he's been struggling with something that you you can't put a time frame on and you shouldn't shouldn't try there shouldn't be any pressure there of course we understand because football fans you're then just quite simply looking at when is this player available but it's not that Lee Griffiths can't go out and run 10 kilometres if Jamie's going on purely physical yeah yeah, you you get that you know they've got sports scientists they've got physios they've got rehab they've got all the the things you say they've got GPS system they know exactly how much work they do everything's tracked everything's they've got all the data on uh, how fit he should be and and, and where he should be and how, how long it should take him to get there but as I say there's a number of factors one could be a physical injury and he, he has had a few muscle injuries calf yeah, you know which calf. which can which can set you back and, and again not not 100% sure of exactly how how um uh, how injured he was in terms of time scale but it can set you back and as I said before there's there's a lot of other aspects of um, the demands but I, I don't think it's just general fitness Jamie I think general fitness is probably fine as you say he could probably go out there and, 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 and run that pretty comfortably you know um, but it's the intensity the demands and also as I said to you being mentally ready to go and play mm. for Celtic and these are all aspects only Celtic mm. can answer really yeah, and it's, not, it's not something that others or anyone really should Speculate about either yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's one that I'm not really comfortable uh, With doing I must say And speaking of the, the average man Or whatever phrase Jamie used I was in the treadmill this, It was not pretty I was in the treadmill this morning So I, 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 10K. I'll, pff, I'd be struggling at that point <laughs> uh, Jamie How many more does Celtic need Or how many more will we get We've heard from Patrick Clamalla tonight Is that the first of a few As far as you're concerned um, yeah, I, I definitely definitely need another midfielder, um, a, a boss in the midfield because everybody uh, can't be there forever. And uh, just say he needs to replace it in because he wants somebody in place who's maybe has already been there for the six months or whatever. And that's just speculation. But also, I would say um, in the wing areas, need an extra bit of cover. I know we're overloaded with midfield and players now, but we need yeah. to ship out a few as well. Yeah, well, that's, that's been happening, hasn't it? If you look at um, Lewis Morgan still hanging in the balance, Man. Scott Sinclair, obviously, yeah. um, there, there have been a couple already. Thanks to Jamie and Kilbarkin. In fact, is Melia Sorrow that's one to keep an eye on? Jamie wants to see a midfielder. Perhaps Celtic are closing in on that one. Is Melia Sorrow? So we'll watch that with interest as the week progresses. I think it's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, it's your chance to win a signed ball, but only if you can get more questions right than Jim Duffy or Mark Weedy. If you fancy it tonight, 0141 951 1025, you need to be quick because the lines close at 7. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Weary and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off tonight's show looking at Rangers. Potential loan moves out the way for Greg Doherty and Jamie Murphy. We heard from Patrick Clamalla for the first time since he became a Celtic striker. So if you've got any thoughts on those, you can keep them coming in on the usual number. Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB And in the second hour We're going to take a closer look At one of the ties of the round In the Scottish Cup this weekend East Kilbride against BSC Glasgow Both Lowland League sides And one of them Is going to be going through To the fifth round And a potential meeting With one of the big boys I'm pleased to say We've got both managers in the studio So if you're a fan of the Lowland League A fan of the clubs involved Or just a general fan of Cup upsets and all the rest of it Do get in touch We'll get to them after we play this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's Beat the Pundit time. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy, both ready. One of them will be taking on Scott, who's from East Kilbride. How are you tonight, Scott? Aye, good, mate. How are you? Not too bad at all. Are you going to go for your your local team on Saturday? You got a wee soft spot for East Kilbride? I won't tell Steve. Aye, aye, better. Next, after Rangers it's him So East Ride against Rangers In the next round You've already got it drawn up We'll see what Stephen has to say about that In a, a few moments time But let's toss the coin Heads it will be Mark You've both moved You've confused me now Marks and Jim are over the other side of the studio Heads it's Mark Tails it's Jim And it's Tails Jim Duffy Against Stephen from East Bride. So I'm going to give Jim something else to listen to I'll set him up with some Clyde too So that he can't hear your answers Scott you have 30 seconds Head to head You can pass here is your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? You ready, Scott? Yep, aye. On you go. Man. Let's do it. Which Rangers player has left for Partick Thistle today? Zach Gordon. Who are the current holders of the Scottish Challenge Cup? Period. What was the score when Clyde beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup in 2006? Oh, uh, 2 1. Who was the last Scottish manager of Man United? Alex Ferguson. Alan Lithgow captains which Scottish side? Uh, pass When did Motherwell last win the Scottish Cup? Mm, 2001 Which League 2 side are nicknamed the Toonsers? Uh, pass Okay, let's see if we can bring Jim oh. Duffy back Jim, can you hear us? Yes You can, same set of questions to you You ready? Here you go Which Rangers player has today left the club for Partick Thistle? Zach Rudden Who are the current holders of the Scottish Challenge Cup? Oh what was the score when Clyde beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup in 2006? 2-1 Clyde Who was the last Scottish manager of Man United? So Alec Ferguson Oh no Alan Lithgow okay, captains it, which it. Scottish side? Alan Lithgow is uh, Livingston When did Motherwell last win the Scottish Cup? 94 Which Scottish League 2 side are nicknamed the Toonsers? The Toonsers? Mm-hmm Peter Head Right on the league too That's blue tune isn't it <laughs> It's definitely not them then No uh, Scott you let out A sort of groan A groan at the end Scott the same, Aye the same one as <laughs> uh, Jim got wrong mm-hmm. David Moyes David Moyes yeah See it's all It's easy Jumped in. It's easy the pressure's not on Which Rangers players today Left the club for Partick Thistle It's Zach Rodden So you both got off to a good mm-hmm. start The current holders of the Challenge Cup Are Ross County right. um, The score when Clyde beat Celtic in 2006 Was 2-1 So it's Decent, decent mm-hmm. tie so far to all uh, The last Scottish manager of Man United And you mm-hmm. both got it wrong You dived in mm-hmm. Yellow cards all yeah. round for diving in You went for Sir Alex mm-hmm. It was Davey Moyes Alan Lithgow captains Livingston mm-hmm. So Jim Duffy goes in front When did Mullerwell last win the Scottish Cup? Unfortunately neither of you went back far enough Mark Guidi 91 91 
Going way back uh, And which Scottish League 2 side Are nicknamed the Toonsers Now that is a difficult question But if you maybe think Why do I not know this one Because mm-hmm. somebody That's just come into the league Cove Cove Rangers Cove Rangers oh, Nah there we go So Scott It wasn't bad at all It was a it was a close one But it was 3-2 to Jim Duffy Hardlines Where, where does the Toonsers come from When it's Cove Rangers What's that I don't know I don't I don't make Don't shoot the messenger did, As did they you, say Did you do that? <laughs> Seriously I like to say hi Elimination Because we don't know Any <laughs> There we go Scott not too bad at all right, A 3 to the defeat Hardlines That was Scott In East Kilbride Well you won't forget it now Will you? The Toonsers Yeah I'll be seeing Paul Hartley Do you know your nickname? There we go <laughs> Well you said Peter Head And they've taken yeah, Rory blue, McAllister yeah, the blue, the blue, From blue Peter Head Haven't they? Yeah and I thought Maybe they've just Embellished it a little bit But then I thought They're in the same league As us They're in Division 2 So all wrong There we go Well you won in the end The sign ball stays <laughs> where it is The Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard budget Remains intact for now Alright uh, I am pleased to say Jim Patterson Boss of East Bride And Stephen Swift Boss of BSC Glasgow Join us in the studio That's because Those two meet The two Lowland League sides Head to head In the fourth round Of the Scottish Cup This Saturday Obviously With a place in the fifth round At stake Which for a Lowland League side Would be Incredible To both of you First of all How are you Thanks for joining us Great uh, take us back through the last couple of months then Because when the draw is made Is it is it kind of bittersweet? Because on paper you've got a better chance of progression But ultimately you, you do miss out on, on one of the big boys That you could have got in this round I, I think we didn't want um, anything in between <laughs> I think that's the big thing You either want the, the glamour tie uh, Celtic or Rangers maybe uh, Obviously the club, I know they wanted that anyway But when we got East Kilbride I think both both um, clubs will feel that they, they've got a chance of progressing Jim it's a real fascinating tie because of that and, and for us as well both local clubs to us it's it's an absolute cracker you can make a case for it being one of the, the ties around how much is everyone looking forward to it? No well everybody's looking forward to it because uh, the carrot is there you get somebody in your own division and let's Swifty says there we both fancy our chances you know a lot of teams will get so it gives you an even better chance next round of getting a Massive tie yeah, That's it I mean You football managers And there's three of you In the studio So you'll be all flo- Throwing it back at me About taking one game At a time I hear it all, a lot But how do you do that When the the incentive is there You know what, what lies ahead Even the The other so-called Smaller teams that are left There's a good chance A lot of them will go out And if you can make it through You're going to be in there With you know the country's Biggest side How how Where's the balance Between using it as an incentive But not looking too far ahead I think what we tried to do As soon as the draw Get made It's very difficult To concentrate In your Your league uh, Competition um, But it's Again this big Is always in the Forefront of your mind And It's just one Everybody in the club's looking forward to Is that the same Same for you Jim Have you found that That the league form is um, or, or maybe not Not quite the priority That it sometimes is No well, To be fair Our league form Had to get better <laughs> <laughs> But um, And we have improved In that But I think When you look at it It's such a big opportunity Then it won't be a case On Saturday That you don't want to Sort of get Too carried away As in focusing on the next There's, it's a, there's a game To be played uh, The two teams were Very close in the first game One each And It's it's about Keeping the players I suppose calm And not getting too carried away Because if you start Getting carried away in the next Then that's when you become unstuck Does it bring its own pressures Then playing a team that So close to you I mean you're Separated by a couple of places in the league Does that bring its own type of pressure? Well I think it's got its pros and cons It's a team that we're familiar with So we know we know their strengths We know their weaknesses And we'll, we'll try and exploit that <laughs> But um, 
obviously, um, as you say, there may, there may be added pressure on that as well. So we've got to deal with everything. Yeah, I mean, you, the sides have met earlier this season, Jim. You weren't yet in charge of, of East Kilbride at that point, which was a great relief to me because I was worried that you two were great rivals and had fallen out, and then I had stuck you in a radio studio <laughs> together, which might have been quite funny. But you know, you weren't you weren't in in charge at that time. What is it like then? Is it we talk about bringing a unique pressure, but ultimately you know a lot about each other. No, as like you said, the first the first game was really tight. I think we scored and then what was it? A couple of minutes. Couple it was a couple of minutes. of minutes. Then it was one each, and then it went end to end. So it'll be. I can see it being tight and nervy, just for this simple fact of what waits at the the other side. Um, but again, it's who deals with the pressure on the day, and sometimes you need a bit of luck. Yep, so both guys are here That's Stephen and Jim Looking ahead to that all Wollen League clash On Saturday With a place in the fifth round But all your calls Still get them in on, on that Or anything else That's on your mind tonight Do share it with us 01419511025 Jim You can make a serious case For this being Tie of the round Because it's got its own intrigue A lot of the other fixtures Of course we always look to see Is there is there a banana skin there Is there going to be a cup shock But for a guarantee There's a guarantee there That a Lowland League team Makes it into the fifth round That's incredible Yeah I mean again The responsibility on the, the, the managers And the players And obviously they, 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 They'll feel that And they understand What's at stake And a lot of the ties You would think That there's a strong favourite And this one here Is completely 50-50 uh, and I think both of them would agree to that. There's not, there's not a favourite. It's not one is running away miles ahead of the other one. Played one game already this season. They said, you know, it was one one. Um, both sides um, very evenly matched. And uh, as I said, I think it's, it's it is um, you know how who copes with it. And and also discipline. I think is going to be important that they don't get caught up in that fever and you know the kind of spotlight because there is a bit of spotlight on them. And sometimes players just get caught up in that a little bit too much and they let emotions run away with it. So I think keeping their emotions intact will be very very important. But still, you know, realizing that you've got to give everything because this is an opportunity. It might never come around again to get to this stage mm. of the cup for 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 BSC or for East Kilbride. It's um, you know it's a it'd be a fantastic achievement for whichever club is successful. I mean, Mark Guidi, you're from East Kilbride, so you don't have to be too apologetic to Stephen. I think you've got a wee soft spot for for East Kilbride. And but on on a more serious note, there's a what an incentive it is. Ah, it'd be great um, tie and yeah, living in East Kilbride. So yeah, soft spot for them. My daughter plays for uh, East Kilbride. Um, as well So there's that uh, So yeah they're Probably rooting for For Jim uh, And the guys I was up at East Coast Game against St Mirren In the Betfred Cup Early in the season Watched that on the Saturday afternoon They got a good result Actually beat St Mirren in penalty Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, so It was good But then Stephen BSC Obviously Kenny Moyes Heavily involved And Kenny's somebody I've known for 30 years So a lot of time um, For Kenny What loyalties but, in the greedy uh, house then? No it's East Coast I was trying but, to let you wriggle out of it if, if, if BSC win then, then I just hope Whatever the winner is I hope they get a big tie The next round The draw's made on Sunday night After mm-hmm. the United Hibs game So whoever wins The game I hope they get a massive tie Because that'd be great I mean Jim The memory of East Coast Facing Celtic Will still be there For many people At the club What does that do Does that Really remind the people who are still there of, of what can be done I'm sure it was an incredible day for the club um, And the difference it would have made financially And all the rest of it No that was a massive day Like you said financially for the club um, Getting a title at Celtic um, Personally I was annoyed Because I played for Stenshouse From your that, that, that <laughs> cup run When he scored put us out um, <laughs> So No but But we know what it means to the club Because we got a taste of it before um, and, and I suppose when you You look at it um, for me, it would be 
great to take if you got a glamour tie. If you got Rangers or Celtic the next round, you got to take them to Ibrox or Parkhead just for the boys to experience that um, as well, just in their career, to go up against the two of them are the best two teams. You look at how they're playing in Europe, do you know what I mean? The chance to um, put themselves up against mm. that. Yeah, and I mean, Stephen, for BSC, not quite the same uh, example to look back on, but a club that's sort of been progressively better and better every season and building and building and then culminating with an absolute thriller to knock out East Fife in the last round just how incredible was that for, for you and the players involved? Oh, it was it was unbelievable um, I actually think my, my house my son comes over and watches uh, we usually like before anything we'll watch um, Lee Griffiths two goals he's like that now go put the East Fife game on so <laughs> it kind of shows you how, how euphoric it was um, for everybody involved but it's great obviously we're on a different end of the scale East Cobride have been there against Celtic we're a new club um, and our, our, um, we've tried to get better and better every year and I think we've done that We've since we've come in we've got to the second round third round last year against fourth round and obviously fourth round this year but to get to the last 16 would just be fairy tale stuff for this club Incredible that's Stephen and Jim they're going to stay with us until the show ends just before 8 o'clock so we will have plenty more at looking ahead to that game but Alec is a Motherwell fan on the line have you got Scottish Cup on your mind already Alec? Well, a Saturday night, Gordon, 20 past seven on a Saturday night. I mean, it's, I'd just like to ask what Mark and Jim think about these crazy times now that they've... I know it's today with... <coughs> oh, excuse me. I know it's today with, with money, but 20 past seven on a Saturday night? I mean, it's a bit extreme, is it, no? I must admit, it is a, it's certainly a new one at the moment. I, I, we can't really do much about it. TV companies pump money in and, and we need that money, so you kind of have to go for it, Jim, but... It is a it's a bit of a strange one. I think we can admit that. Yeah, there's a few strange kickoff times. I think uh, you know over the weekend, and again, we, you know, you, you you take the money. Then I'm afraid you 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 have to you have to accept that these are um, you know what the, the TV companies want. I can't quite work out why the you know the, uh, maybe one game finishes and they've got so so much time to go before the next game. But twenty past seven, it is, it is strange, but. I don't really think it's a big deal. You know, I mean, it's not something to get overly annoyed about. It's like, you know, if they kicked off at half seven, it's a 10 minutes different. Would anybody really bat an eyelid? No, they wouldn't. So, yeah. It's, it's well, Saturday night, though, we do. We don't usually get yeah. evening kickoffs on a Saturday. We're used yeah, to them midweek. Yeah, no, I understand that. But as I said before, again, it gives Motherwell an opportunity to be on TV, to, to again, uh, you know, maybe enhance their reputation as as, as, as a team. And obviously, Stephen Robinson's reputation has been enhanced. Significantly over the last couple of years Of what he's done So I don't think the players Will be too bothered But yeah It is a wee bit annoying for fans I do get that On a Saturday night um, But Unfortunately When um, Sponsors come in When TVs come in uh, The TV companies come in If you accept What they bring in You know In terms of finance Then you're going to have to accept That games are moved Around accordingly And not always To the benefit of supporters See Alec I think we find out A bit about people's General Saturday night routines here Because some people are worried That it will be late home To their bed A couple of the dafties That I know from Mother Are delighted Because it means They can go to the pub At goodness knows what time During the day And they've got even longer To build up And it becomes the big Away day and all the rest of it So I know that's not Everyone's priority though Alec Well I'm a taxi driver No I mean A Saturday night's a <laughs> That's a time for making money, you know what I mean? It's like Santa Claus taking Christmas Eve off. It's a heck of a fair to Dundee, though, is it not? <laughs> eh? It's a heck of a fair to Dundee. Ah, uh, hi. I'll, I'll maybe watch out for Dazzler, see if I can see him starting about and no pick him up, you know what I mean? In fact, there's every chance uh, on a Saturday yeah. evening, but if you can, Alex maybe spotted a business opportunity here. Somebody misses the supporters' bus back at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock from Dundee. 
We'll give him We'll, we'll pass on your number Alec uh, There's you been once or twice That players have been left behind as well So maybe we get their numbers <laughs> they're, they're the ones Depending on how, how well they do If they don't do as well As they would expect to do Maybe Stephen Robinson Might just leave one or two behind uh, Jim Patterson In your playing career I'm sure you saw many of these Bizarre kickoff times You'd you don't really, and I, I, don't, I hate saying this as if you know fans are an afterthought because that should never be the way it is. But there's not a great deal we can do about it. Clubs sort of sign up to it, and, and that's the money. Did you have a few strange ones in your time? Well, wasn't they strange ones? It was just when they changed it to start with when Sky came in, and then we became the Sunday game. Um, like I was saying to Jim earlier on, when it was a Dundee derby, four o'clock on a Sunday. You used to play, and that was back then. It was just three o'clock every Saturday, three o'clock every Saturday, and then it was four o'clock on a Sunday, and then they brought in. Other kickoff times, then you had the half past twelve Saturday, half past twelve Sunday, and you adapt to it. But what can you do? You yeah, before I mean? long you just get used to it, don't you? Alec, does that one go down as a potential banana skin at all? I know Dundee haven't been in great form recently, but I just wonder away from home, how confident should Mother will be? Oh, well, I think if you're playing any team for the the Premiership, uh, for the first, the, any team's a, a potential banana skin. I mean, because it is the Scottish Cup, and if you look back through the history, there has been big teams have slipped up. So it's uh, no, I would say I'm quietly confident that we should uh, beat them there. Yeah, I mean, Mark, you start looking through the fixture card, and because you're so you're almost tuned in to look for cup shocks, so you end up looking at the most. Like you look through the rest, and you go, "Well, can't see one there, can't see one there," and you start trying to build a case for the rest. That maybe that maybe that's where Dundee and Muddle does come into. There's not. Million miles between the sides, no. although Muddle are at the, the top end of one division, Dundee in a similar position in the division below. I, I, I do fancy Muddle, you know, I think Muddle will come back, and uh, you know, I think the team's struggling a wee bit at home now and again, they're, they're lacking a wee bit of consistency at then. So I would go for Muddle to win that game. The one I kind of fancy, I don't know if it'd be regarded as a shock, but I think one of our teams not in the top uh, four divisions, I fancy Bonnie Rig heavily at home to Clyde. Um, I think that's my banker for the day, I'm going to go for that. Uh, your likes of Commander Queen's Park, St Mirren, Broxburn, Hamilton Nackett, I think they'll all uh, be fine. Air um, United at home in Ross County, we never know that that could be uh, one as well. Party Thistle v Celtic, Celtic should win comfortably, Rangers will win comfortably. Um, so I don't, I think most of the Premiership teams have got decent mm. ties, so I'd imagine most of them, and I do fancy. I actually fancy Dundee United to beat Hibs um, on Sunday mm, okay. um, in the Cup as well. Thanks to Alec and Motherwell. It's 0141-951-1025. We are joined uh, by Stephen Swift and Jim Patterson, the managers of BSC and East Bride, because those Lowland League sides go head-to-head, one of them guaranteed to be in the draw for the fifth round. So plenty more chat to come from those guys. Plenty more time for you to get your calls in about any of tonight's footballing topics. And we'll get a full-time teaser up and running next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Busy studio tonight. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here. As always, Jim Patterson and Stephen Swift, managers of East Kilbride and BSC, join us looking ahead to that massive Scottish Cup game on Saturday between the sides. The guys would be mistaken if they think this means they're let off with the teaser tonight. We do still have one quite straightforward though. I think you're going to smash this one in, in record time Tony Higgins sent it in So thanks to Tony uh, And just a, a reminder for anyone who wants to contribute A full time teaser If you want to hear your question on the show The address you need is Fulltime at Clyde1.com Can you name the 10 managers With the most English Premier League games Managed of all time 
Straightforward I shouldn't even need to repeat that Last night's question Gordon DL needed it repeated I think about nine <laughs> times It was so complex Tonight is straightforward Ten managers With the most English Premier League games Of all time well, The obvious two is Alec Ferguson and Arsene Wenger Just out of curiosity Can you remember which order they're in? I would guess Sir Alec Ferguson would be top He's not actually no, He's tucked in just yeah. behind Arsene Wenger There we go Arsene Wenger and Sir Alex Ferguson Sam Allardyce, Davy Moyes Yep That's nearly halfway there Jim and Stephen Can they throw anything in? Help the guys No pressure Steve Mm -hmm. Bruce Okay we'll leave it there Because you're already Halfway through And we've still got About half an hour of. Let's at least pretend We're going to build up Some suspense Between now and the end Of the show Steve Bruce Sam Allardyce Davy Moyes Sir Alex Ferguson Arsene Wenger Five down Five to go We're looking for Ten managers With the most English Premier League Games managed Of all time There we go uh, You can speak to the guys Stephen and Jim Or put another point To Jim and Mark We're on the phones As normal 01419511025 And on Twitter at Clyde SSB We are getting questions in on Twitter And Jim McLaughlin says Possibly a difficult question For Jim But what, what are EK's plans? Always based around Getting out of that league As soon as possible um, That's obviously Proving difficult Is that still the The ultimate aim? Yep That is Pretty true. much Pretty much um, This season's been difficult Like I said We um, Started the season Done really well In the, the League Cup um, But didn't take that Four minute league and we had a bit of a hangover for the sort of beating me to Cove Cove coming so close last season. Um, so it is again, but like I said, the, the standard of the league's improved and uh, we found ourselves a bit short. So it's a case of this is obviously massive this weekend for us. And then um, we're looking towards rebuilding towards next season, then having another another shot at it. What's the structure like to be a part of? Because that, that playoff, that pyramid is there, it gives you the incentive, it's the ultimate incentive now. But as you say, it it can be it can be really hard then if you miss out. You have lost already in, in the SPFL playoffs. Is it tough to recover from? Well, it's tough to recover from because last year in the league, um, I'm sure Swifty will say that they sort of set the benchmark um, and then get into it. But like I said, Cove were doing the exact same in the Highland League, so it was um, two good teams going up against each other. And no disrespect to Berwick, I think whoever came out the semi final was always got to win the final. Um, but unfortunately for us it was it was Cove um, But it was difficult to recover because Well no difficult to recover It just felt We started the season really well in the League Cup Get some good results But then getting into the, the league um, We were just We were slow at the blocks And there was teams coming obviously We were the scalp Yeah And we didn't react to that I mean Stephen for BSC then is The ambition I'm assuming is the same for everyone in that league That pyramid is now there Scottish football went under a, a pretty radical restructure When you think about it I know it doesn't get the attention Because it's not the same uh, Club sizes at the top flight But that, that pyramid That path now to, to go from the Lowland League Or the Highland League Into the SPFL That was a significant shift um, I think it's only Edinburgh City That have made it from the Lowland League mm-hmm. So far What's the what's the appetite like? What's the, the ambition like at BSE to do it? Well I think Jim says it's so difficult um, And you've got to feel for Eastco Bride The fact that a couple of times They've been close Obviously of last year and they, they get beaten penalties with Cowden Beath a couple of years ago as well so real difficult to get out of and he, he mentioned the, the league getting stronger and stronger but we feel that we're up there we've, uh, we've had a good season so far so we'll just continue to, to do uh, working hard and I'm, I'm pretty sure that we'll be there by the end 
I think Gordon, you, you look. I mean, there's, there's teams like East Stirlingshire who were part of the fabric of Scottish yeah. football for a long time. Berwick, as we mentioned, no longer in the leagues. Uh, Cove Rangers, I think, just shows you how well they've done. How difficult a tie sitting top uh, the second division just now. Just signed Rory McAllister, and I think it was a three-year deal and paid money for him. Mm-hmm. Even if it's only a, in, in, in yeah. football terms, a small uh, sum. It's still, you know, that just shows you. Well, how, for our league two sides yeah, to be paying any pay, transfer a, fees. A, a fee. And obviously they've got a prolific goal scorer But they've given him a three year contract I think at 32 years of age So again their ambition is To go way beyond just just there Paul Hartley's a manager And, and, and the, the staff that they've got there So it's, it's, it's very very uh, difficult For the for lower league clubs To get you know to, to get the pass at next stage Winning the league is, is tough enough But then the playoffs come in And for, for years people thought Spartans would be the automatic one And then it became maybe East Bride Now it's Kelty Except so it's so difficult and then take the other teams into consideration. Mm. You, even if you win the league, the playoffs. So it's it's a it's a very very difficult uh, challenge for these teams. But I mean, obviously, I, I know Stephen. They train in the same area as us, and the intensity and the demands that they put in the players. And what the the lone league clubs are now doing is they're attracting good players. But that's because the professionalism has risen significantly over the last three four years. Uh, they're good clubs to go for. There's not really any difference between. But BSC, East Bride and a Dumbarton, for instance, minimal if any. So it's it, it's it's evening itself out now, and it's become such a competitive league that players are wanting to go and play there now because they know that the standard is getting higher and higher every year. Keep your calls coming in on either this or any other footballing topic from tonight. We're still here until eight o'clock, waiting to hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Mark, I know that um, sort of praising governing bodies in football is not really a popular pastime it doesn't doesn't really catch on however if we were to give credit where it's due and I know the process still could be refined if you're one of the lower league clubs you might not feel the playoffs are structured exactly the way you would want them but in general bringing in a pyramid system bringing in the the reintroduction of the playoffs that would be one of the the better things our game's done in recent years would it not? Yeah it's brilliant great excitement from the Premiership right down to the, to the Lowland uh, lead to, to create that pathway uh, if you want to get in, you know, even having the thing now that we, you know, junior clubs still getting the chance to play in the Scottish Cup, um, too. So I think it, it, it's modernised. It's great for supporters. It's great drama. It's great television. Financial financial incentives, a chance for players to go and step up and play at a higher level if they want to put themselves in the shop window. All sorts of different things. So. I, I think it's a real good thing and it, and it should be here to stay Like I say, still taking your calls on any of today's big footballing topics Let's take another one from Paul who's in Alexandria What's in your mind tonight, Paul? Yeah, I was thinking about the Celtic striking options Obviously people talk about Griffiths going out and loan to get fitness and things mm-hmm. And I was wondering Is it possible then maybe looking at a formation change and playing two strikers up top one alongside Edward? So, therefore, obviously keep Griffiths, maybe Bio as well, and Clamala could he be playing two up top rather than just having the lone striker? Jim Duffy, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, there's the option. You could play 4-4-2 or 3-5-2, two, you know, if you want to get two strikers. A lot of teams play three at the back because they want two strikers. But under Brendan Rodgers and under Neil Lennon, Celtic have played with one striker. That's been something that's been, you know... Pretty much a gimme in the whole time we've been there. They play the four-two-three-one with two midfielders. Normally in Celtic's case, it's McGregor and Brown. Sometimes in Cham plays ahead. Then you've got Christie and then whatever wingers Forrest and Elanusi or whoever else is is there. But Edwards the striker and and 
they score a, a, an unbelievable amount of goals, and, and they did do previous to that as well. So it's not as if it's a you know some people say one striker but don't score goals. Celtic score a ton of goals. So it's not to say that it couldn't happen, but it would mean that um, Neil Lennon would have to change. You know his normal philosophy, which is to play with the one striker with the supporting supporting players. I I, I think yeah, we've always said this on the program, and there's been a number of fans that have phoned up saying how can we no play two strikers? But just in the way each manager likes to likes to um, go about their team selection and the the, the team structure. Celtic generally Generally Play with one striker Paul because something Has to give behind that then Doesn't it Some, A midfielder misses out somewhere Is that something you would You would like to see And if so Who who makes way for this Extra striker Well I think in the midfield We need to Bulk up a bit We need A, a stronger midfielder And we've got I'd like to see McGregor Move forward From the sitting row And get a, a Sort of powerhouse In where McGregor would play uh, so Ryan Christie so then drops so, out the so team So who would you leave out you, uh, you have to leave someone out So who who would you leave out the team Who uh, I, I, I had a tough one I give you that. <laughs> uh, that That's the nature of being a manager You, you know you can't You can uh, only play 10 outfield players I was It was more to do with Lennon's Previous manager Experiences with Celtic He played with Hooper And Stokes up front And Hibbs He liked to play with two up front I just wondered if Maybe that was meant to thinking. Obviously, for the last couple of home games, we do need. I think we need an extra centre mid in there because we're vastly outplayed in the midfield. Would you like to see one Yama back, Paul? If they could pull off a coup and get him back in loan. Oh, I, I think every fan would agree that yes, we would love to have one Yama back. If you're talking about a powerhouse, he's, he would fit the bill only because you could get him on loan. Down to a T, but if we're going for the the boy from Israel, Zorro. Mm-hmm. I don't see Wanyama coming back in that case Yeah that looks like one that is Getting closer Emiliano Soro from Israel That mm. sort of defensive midfield type I mean Paul makes a very fair point About previous you know, Stokes and, and Hooper um, it's, it's what happens behind that Like we say If Paul gets his wish And Callum McGregor moves forward Is all of a sudden Ryan Christie I mean that would be unfathomable He's one I, of them I could only see Celtic doing, And I don't think they will But I could only see Celtic doing that if they went 3-5-2 To keep three central midfields Three midfielders mm. in there I can't see them going 4-4-2 When you look at the way Rangers have dominated The middle of the pack mm. um, So I think That would be the only way That they would go And um, do it I don't know much about the, On the point of sorrow I don't know much about them But Celtic do have good contacts um, In Israel And have brought in A couple of players From there too So they seem to be Have their finger on the pulse When it comes to Getting bargains over there Certainly an interesting one Paul We will watch that one As the weeks and months progress Thank you to Paul and Alexandria 01419511025 Don't forget We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB um, I'm just thinking back to, to your own experiences of, of cup football And so on Jim I was having a wee f- Flick through Some of your uh, Previous games Would it be safe to say Your biggest Attempt at a cup shock Came in Europe When you lined up Against Spurs Yep, that that was a game when we took the lead um, with Shamrock Rovers, um, which was probably the biggest compliment we could have got that um, Bale and Modric started getting warmed up, <laughs> but they didn't need them. Do you know what I mean? Because Townsend came to the fore. Um, but no, that was a great experience because I'd missed out at Motherwell because I'd went to Plymouth. So to get the chance, Michael O'Neill had phoned me and he was looking for experience um, and they go out and played in these six games. We ended up with Neil Poir, but... Um, <laughs> It was a great Spurs, Ruben Kazan and P.O.K. Salonicus. But we held our own up to a point. Um, I think we scored in four of the games, but the quality of Spurs showed. 
Yeah, I mean, I looked at some of the names Like you say, Bale and Modric They didn't have to be unleashed But Harry Kane scored I think Jermaine Defoe scored over the two legs Without, I'm not trying to You know, compare the two It is different But ultimately that 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 type of incentive That type of challenge Going in there in a game where you're Absolute underdogs But it just doesn't matter And it's great to be a part of That's, that's potentially what lies in wait For either you or Stephen on Saturday is that is that the way to look at it? Well, that's where the the tie ends. We, we look at it this week, and there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure in the sense that it's a very vulnerable game for both teams, and you've got a massive carrot there. And it's no saying you get into the you prepare for every sort of game to win the game, but you could end up with a huge tie where everybody's wrote you off, and it's a case of going there and and enjoying the experience. So were you operating in your usual left back role? Were you marking Andros Townsend? How was that? Yes, I was. Um, no, I actually played in front. We played me in front and um, young end of Stevens at left back, so we doubled up against him. And it still didn't work. <laughs> could you tell back then Harry Kane was going to go on and yeah, do great you things? Could, you could tell. He just did the movement, the touch, the eye for goal. Just every time he, he could get a shot away, he would get a shot away. Um, but the four as well, you still see at this age that he's still got the movement, he's still got the touches. That you had back then Yeah absolutely uh, Just look, quickly check in on the teaser Before we uh, take a breather Tony Higgins asked you the question tonight Can you name 10 managers With the most English Premier League games Managed of all time You're scushing it so far That's a technical term Arsene Wenger Sir Alex Ferguson Davy Moyes Sam Allardyce Steve Bruce I'll take one more guess from you Mark uh, Harry Redknapp Yes One more from you Jim Duffy uh, Jose Mourinho No he's just outside the top um, 10 So he'll probably uh, he'll probably make it in so. By the end of the season Or Mark certainly Hughes. next season Yes So you've only got three to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Mark Greedy still here Stephen Swift and Jim Patterson Looking ahead to that big All Lowland League clash In the Scottish Cup on Saturday they're here as well Just something I wanted to mark your card about As you well know the transfer window is open And now you can swap the sofa for a game Thanks to Clyde One Super Scoreboard And Larbrokes Teaming up so next week Keep an eye out for Larbrokes transfer window You can play with the chance to win a ticket For you and a friend To an SPFL match of your choice So that's the chance to win With Clyde One Super Scoreboard And Larbrokes.com Please gamble responsibly That's one for you to watch out for I'm sure those tickets will be in high demand Given that everyone's had a few weeks Absence makes the heart grow fonder As they say Everyone's desperate to get back out And see the top flight teams in action What about the English top flight With regards to tonight's question The question is this 10 managers with the most English Premier League games Managed of all time You've only got three to get And remarkably You've almost done it in order It's the the last three It's eight, nine and ten You've got Wenger, Ferguson Redknapp, Moyes Allardyce, Hughes and Bruce With three to go Rafa Rafa Benitez Yes uh, Alan Padre No Okay We'll leave it there You've got two to get Eight down And two to go uh, We've got tweets coming in as well At Clyde SSB It's not only phone calls That we, we, we make the guys answer Jim McLaughlin uh, Wants to know What are Mark and Jim's views On Zach Rudden Jim's a, a Partick Thistle fan He says a lot of potential Can he make a difference To our season yeah, I mean, they went to uh, Falkirk um, initially and, and, and a good start. But I think it's like a lot of younger players coming from the development squad. It's that competitive edge that um, they need to find. Uh, and I think he's a player. I think he's only 19, I think, isn't he? So I don't think he's a player that Ian McCall will think will automatically play week in, week out. I think he's trying to get 
um, Brian Graham from Ross County Who's got the experience He's obviously got, still got uh, um, Kenny Kenny Miller there um, So I think that he'll be a player That he'll try and hope to develop Over a period of time But I think over the next two seasons Beyond this season I think he'll be a player who He'll look to become an established player He's certainly got an eye for goal um, He's strong He's quick um, But he's just got to get used to the, the hustle and bustle If you want to call it that Of the championship Yeah I mean I think he was 18 at Falkirk last season Playing in the championship Got 13 goals mm-hmm. In 32 appearances For what you have to remember Was a, a struggling Falkirk side So the signs yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't mean it automatically yeah. happens But the signs are good Yeah I think as I said He's, he's got that knowledge now Of being in there He knows what it's about So it's not a culture shock to him But going back to, to Rangers And I think that when you go back to Rangers, you know you you maybe think, well, this is my opportunity now to try and force myself into the squad. So it's how he handles the maybe the disappointment of being, you know, let, you know, released. It's well, whatever it is it? It's, it's, it's a, it's yeah, a, a, a fee there, some yeah. some sort of contingency fee. But you know, get, getting released from Rangers sometimes can knock the confidence, and it's all about how he reacts to that. Does he does he go there and say, listen, this is an opportunity, a very good club with real good potential. To re-establish myself and move back up the ladder again, and if he does that, then mm. everyone's happy. The Thistle fans are happy, the club's happy, but this will need to try and find consistency because they're still finding themselves. Well, they're still second bottom, I think, at this moment in time. So they need that consistency and they need a regular goal scorer. Yeah, Mark, we've really enjoyed being able to shine a light on the championship and League One and League Two in the previous weekends during yeah. the winter break. Yeah. Uh, you were rained off at the weekend, of course. You were yeah. you were redirected back to your couch. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't find another game for you. But on a serious note, I think what we've realised over the last couple of weeks is, is Partick Thistle's recruitment c- could be the difference between them. Staying up or not And that, that you can't put too fine a point on it It's, it's crucial that they get the right guys in Yeah well second bottom uh, Just now So yeah I need to do it I think um, Ian McCall's got his eye on a couple of United players um, But you know Certainly he, he knows that the score He would feel the squad that he has at the moment I think he'd have a concern About staying up So it is vital that they get Two or three in before the close of the window And they'll be working hard with mm. Jerry Britton To get a few over the line And I'm sure they will And I think they'll be safe I don't think they'll get into the the playoffs but I, you know come four or five games to go I think they'll be fine uh, let's take a final look ahead to arguably the tie of the round in the Scottish Cup on Saturday Jim Patterson and Stephen Swift both still with us they're going head to head Lowland League rivals for a place in the fifth round Stephen what's the Lowland League like for anyone who, who hasn't seen it I know various clubs do attract good numbers what's the, the makeup of the squads like are there uh, players perhaps who who have played senior that have decided to drop down because they're at the end of their career or it suits them and then maybe some younger players in the opposite direction tr- trying to make their way how's the what's the, the balance or the mix like well speaking for ourselves we are we're kind of like that where we we have got boys that have um, had good senior careers that drop down and obviously because we've got financial restraints we need to then look at loan signing so I think it's great to, for, for the guys to come in and play with guys that have been there and done it and have that um, competitive edge, as Jim Jim mentioned. So it's it's great for us that, to to offer that for other teams. Like we, we've got a great relationship with St Johnston. So for us to kind of offer offer that for him is great. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean Jim, looking through the squads, and not even this season as well, but East Kilbride over their time in the Lowland League have attracted a couple of players that you think, you know, wow, like that's that player was perhaps at the, the top end of, of Scottish football recently. I think at the moment you've got. Guys like Craig Reid just a few seasons ago scored the goal which clinches second place for, for Motherwell in the, the top flight. David Proctor, numerous top flight appearances with Inverness. So how do you find the, the blend overall? 
No, the blend's good. You need experience. Um, especially if you want to be up there, compete, win leagues, you do need um, experienced players. But at the same time, you do need a mix of youth coming through and you also need a mixture of if you're bringing boys up for the level below because you want players that are hungry as well. Um, but for us, for a point of view, our experienced players are extremely professional and that does actually rub off in the, in the uh, younger boys. And the standard of training, we can be cut. They set their they set their own standards, and they know what I expect of them. But they sort of patrol it on their own because you could easily easily have boys coming down. They're coming to the end of their career, coming down to make an extra few quid. But like I said, um, the boys that I've got, East Coast are they really are like still top pros, which is makes it makes my job easier. What's it like as a a level and an environment to cut your teeth as a manager? Because I assume, like every other manager, you two have. Aspirations, and you love the Lone League, but ultimately, you're looking up, and you're hoping this is the the start of something. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Obviously, it's, it's good pitches uh, as well. I mean, we we play at Aloha East Coast Bride have got their own astroturf as well. So in that respect, you can go and play. Um, me coming from kind of a junior background, it's very difficult to do that. Um, kind of a lot of it's going back to front, winning second balls, but. Um, obviously we're playing in better pitches You can go and coach better patterns of play And things like that So that's that's obviously a positive Well for me I've done uh, assistant manager with Brown When we get uh, promoted at Stenhouse Muir And obviously I was assistant um, with Stuart At the tail end of last year um, So for me stepping into the, the management role Is something that I want to do But I've seen a lot of boys Like where you played at a level And they've stepped in at a level straight away and they've crashed and burned. Some you've had some success stories, but do you know what I mean. For me personally, I find that learning your trade. Do you know what I mean? Learning your trade at the at this sort of level, making your mistakes at this sort of level. Do you know what I mean? And understanding your formations, mm. your team shape. Um, then for me, it is about gaining that experience right now. I think uh, cup runs help managers. Doesn't matter whether you're domestic, uh, it was in the professional. I remember many years ago when I, you know, done had a good cup rounds at Dundee. Straight away, your reputation's enhanced. Uh, you know, sometimes people almost forget the league form at times. So for for Stephen and Jim, you know, whoever comes out of this tie is going to have their profile enhanced. Mm. Absolutely, you know, the guys are saying they're not in any rush or anything like that, but they're ambitious, which you've got to be. But but whoever wins this tie, not just their players will have that reputation, that profile. Each of these young managers. We'll have it So we wish them well And uh, hope it, uh, it's, it's decided by a, a piece of brilliance And, and not a piece of uh, Refereeing decision Or bad luck So good luck to you May the best team win As they say We wish you both well on Saturday There is still time left for us To round off tonight's teaser What have you got for us Two more managers We're looking to complete the top ten You've got Arsene Wenger Sir Alex Ferguson Harry Redknapp David Moyes Sam Allardyce Mark Hughes Steve Bruce Rafa Benitez You've got two I'm, to get I'm trying to think of ones With at least seven seasons Under the belt I'll, I'll Pulis Pulis is close But he's not on it either So I'll go He must be close Roy Hodgson Nope He's close but he's not on it Eddie Howe Nope uh, Alan Kirbishley Yes I thought that's the one You would never get Jim Patterson's naughty He had it as well <laughs> I, I thought that was the one You wouldn't get In comparison This one's Much more obvious It's not getting soonest is it Nope Bobby Robson Nope Oh, so I got. Oh, 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 no. Well, I was going to say David Aliri, but that's not an obvious one. So, um, more obvious because of where we are and our footballing environment. Scottish. Um, mm, he's not Scottish, but still, there's that. There's a pretty strong link. Brendan Rodgers. No, getting closer though. 
Getting closer on a couple of levels Oh uh, Walter uh, Smith No uh, Getting no. colder uh, Mick McCarthy No Former Celtic manager Oh Martin O'Neill Martin O'Neill We got there in the end Thanks to Jim and Stephen For joining us Best wishes to them At the weekend Thanks as always To Mark and Jim But the biggest thanks Goes to you Thank you for all your calls And your tweets More importantly Thanks for listening We'll be back tomorrow night Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Will be here from 6 And Callum is up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.